What's up, everyone? Welcome to the same Flow Sports History for January 6, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Welcome to a Saturday edition. The winter storm is coming, depending on where you are. It's either going to be a lot of snow, a lot of rain. If you're like me, it'll probably be a mix of the both. But as always, let's start with the question of the day recap. Yesterday, I asked you who was your favorite 2000-2001 Sixer. And with 58% of the vote, you said Aaron McKee. Theo Ratliff made a nice little write-in vote comeback there. I, I didn't put him in only because, or I didn't include him, only because he was traded and was not part of the playoff run. But he was a fan favorite and a huge part of how they got to that 41-14 and 14 record before they made the trade for Dikembe. As always, thank you for participating in the question of the day. Be sure to call the voice or text the text line, 267-495-8531. Get your thoughts in. And I love how it's been really blowing up and, and getting a lot of, of thoughts, not necessarily tied in with the question of the day. I had somebody yesterday tell me I'm going to get back with my ex. The Eagles stink. They're, the next win's going to be next year. And maybe it is. Maybe I'm getting sucked into the, the whole belief that you know what we're, we're going to get it back together aj brown the whole thing they're going to rally around this situation and maybe it is just like lucy with the football or, or going back to my ex and believing the the lies that have been told but we'll see but again thank you for everyone who calls and texts the voice and text line and I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to run all over us like the other quarterbacks. I just can't see that happening. But you never know. I also said that for probably the past six or seven weeks, too. So, like I said, 267-495-8531 gets you in. Thank you, as always, for participating. We'll have more on the breakdown of that game tomorrow. As I mentioned, quick housekeeping note. Trying to get those YouTube subscribers up over 100. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel and you don't, even if you don't listen to or watch the YouTube video and you listen, just go to the YouTube channel, Jimbo underscore Mont, like and subscribe. That way I have some things lined up and that will get us where we need to be. Every little bit helps. So go to the YouTube channel at Jimbo underscore Mont and subscribe. Let's get those followers up to 100. All right, speaking of those Sixers. Just a bad game last night, and 128-92, they struggled the whole game defensively, and it just goes to show, and I don't know what this will mean moving forward as they're looking at possible trade partners, but DeAnthony Melton and Robert Covington were both out last night, and you could kind of tell the difference. They were giving up a lot of open threes. I don't know if that was part of the scheme. Uh, but it also didn't help that the threes were open and the Knicks were making them. Uh, Brunson just came back to Philly and had 29 points. Joe had his 15th 30-10 and 10 game. He keeps that streak alive. But it's almost like at some point midway or three-quarters of the way um, – or a quarter of the way into the third quarter or fourth quarter, they almost kind of gave up and, and cleared the bench. Uh, they do play tonight against the Jazz at home, so maybe that was part of it. You have these games over the course of a long season, but it, it sort of really amplifies what the Sixers need, and they do need that two-way player. 
who can do both. Uh, so what that means moving forward, who that is, I don't know. There's all kinds of speculation right now, but it's going to get fun as you see the rumors. And even on the national broadcast on ESPN last night, they were talking about how the Sixers are in such a great spot because they, they have a legitimate shot for this year, depending on what they want to do. But they are so set up for next year, and they have, I think, the second most cap space for next year, obviously they're going to have to sign Maxi to a, a a max deal, and there's still plenty of other money to build a team. But if they can steal one this year and and make a run, it wouldn't be too bad. But they're back in action tonight, and it's one of those rare double header games down at the Wells Fargo Center. The Flyers play the uh, the Calgary Flames at one, then the Sixers tonight at seven thirty against the Jazz. Always fun when that happens. Glad I'm not going to be anywhere near there because you got the people coming in and out. You got the people staying after the Flyers game for dinner. People coming down for the Sixers game to eat dinner. It's I'll be right, right on my couch watching nice and dry and warm. Uh, but hopefully the Flyers can try to get off the schneid against the Flames today. All right, Eagles news and injuries. Um, Darius Slay is out. Uh, it's still Annoying. He was supposed to be back for the regular season, so I don't know if they're keeping him out because it's – I don't know if they didn't need him. But that whole getting the surgery when he did, I just still question the timing of that. Devontae Smith is out. We don't necessarily need to go into that. Uh, DeAndre Swift was limited with a uh, sickness yesterday. I feel like he, he'll play, though, uh, barring something crazy. Uh, but everyone, including Zach Cunningham, is trending towards starting. They're going to be relatively healthy. I think having Cunningham in there is going to be good and, and help stabilize the middle of the defense, I guess, and help stop the run, especially with I don't see Tyrod Taylor being at, running all over us as way, the way that uh, Kyler Murray did. But Saquon Barkley, I mean, that is always trouble. Um the big story was uh, yesterday was just about how should we play the starters, should we rest the starters, and I, I, I don't know. I, I have a couple different thoughts on that. I guess the first is you still have a shot to win the division and get the third seed. Whether or not that is what the seed the seed you want, though, I don't know. Looking at the things, but um, it's going to be tough for Washington to beat Dallas, especially because right now I think Washington is locked into the second pick. And if they lose or if they win, they could actually roll out of the the top 10 because everybody's so bunched together. So what that means and looks like for them, I don't know. Uh, but take away the division and the second or the third seed, and I don't even care about that. This, this team can't rest. This team needs to play. They need to get out of whatever schneid and funk they're in because it's not good. And the, I know some people are like, they don't deserve a buy. It has nothing to do with that. They're not playing well. And I think they have some things to work on, specifically on the defense. The offense, while they were efficient last week, they still have some things that they could work on as well. I don't know if you play them a half, but I don't think he set the starters out at all. Because there's a lot of things to work on going into to ne- going into the playoffs next week, and 
again, maybe as the text message said, maybe I, I'm, I'm buying the hype and, and drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm going to get back with my ex. I don't know. Maybe I'm falling for the same sad sob story. But I, I think they can get this right. But the only way they're going to get this right is by actually playing. And I know the Giants would want nothing more than to, to beat the Eagles because they haven't beat them in so long at home. Um, I don't know. I say start the players or start the play the starters. I should say not start the players, play the starters. But that leads us to today's question of the day: Should the Eagles rest the starters and treat it like the fourth preseason game, or should the starters play and try to work through whatever funk they're in? Call or text two six seven four nine five eight five three one. Let me know your thoughts. Should the starters play? I'm in the camp of yes, the starters should play. If they were coming in, if, if it was like after the Buffalo game and we're having this discussion, I might say something different. But where they're at right now, starters need to play. And you, it has nothing to do with winning the, the division. It all has everything to do with getting out of the slump and the funk they're in. So let me know what your thoughts are on that. Should the starters play? 267-495-8531 gets you into the voice and text line. We will have more on this game tomorrow. I just did want to mention, too, that even more props for Nick Sirianni. Uh, he was asked why he stuck up and took the heat for his players, and he was like, that's what coaches do, and you got to like that. And hopefully it's something that he had a conversation with Jalen and AJ, and, and they got on the same page after that. But I like that. A lot of respect for him. Now come out and get them out of this funk and at least get us to the NFC Championship game again. Why not? While you're trying to stay dry and before you're shoveling snow, depending on where you are, give my boys over to the Clashing Conferences podcast a listen this week as they get prepare for the final regular season game. Uh, that's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned because I should be on as a guest next week, barring something crazy. So go get yourself familiar with them. I'll be on next week. That's the Clashing Conferences podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Today, we're going to go back to 1962, and we're going to stick with the Eagles. And on this day, January 6th in 1962, the Eagles played the Lions in the Playoff Bowl, which was originally known as the Runner-Up Bowl. Officially, it was the Burt Bowl Benefit, Burt Bell Benefit Bowl. Say that five times real fast. Burt Bell Benefit. Benefit Bowl, named after the former NFL commissioner who passed away on the sidelines of an Eagles-Steelers game in 1959, as well as the co-founder, one of the co-founders of the Eagles. Uh, but essentially, it was a, a fundraiser for the players' pension fund. It was played throughout the 60s uh, and basically pitted the runner-up from the Eastern Division versus the runner-up in the uh, Western Division. And it was a game for third place in the NFL and it was always played the week after the championship, but before the Pro Bowl, back when they actually played the Pro Bowl for real. Uh, but back to the 1961 Eagles, they failed to defend their title. They finished 10-4 and that year, a half a game behind the Giants, who they lost to twice, which just further complicated things. The, Lions, or the Giants did have a tie. The Lions, meanwhile, finished 8-5-1, and two and a half back of the Packers. The Lions, though, came into this game losing four straight against the Eagles, which, uh, as I was reading the old newspaper articles, they were they were pretty geared up for this game where the Eagles might be 
were kind of on a letdown because they didn't they were in a championship the year before. Uh, and it showed. This game was all Lions. Uh, Sonny Jurgensen suffered a separated shoulder early in the second quarter after throwing an interception. He was uh, when he was blocked uh, on the return. It did cost him playing in the Pro Bowl, which back then it meant a lot more than what it did today. Uh, for the Eagles, though, it was sort of the high point of the 60s for them. They would play in the playoff bowl one more time in 1966, losing to the Colts. But for the most part, after that 1962 season, they fell on some hard times, as Dusty Rhodes would say, and basically didn't become relevant again until uh, Dick Vermeil arrived. Obviously, you had the, the snowball incident with Santa, which brought them a little bit of relevancy, but not in a good way. Uh, but the playoff bowl of... Ended after the AFL and the NFL merged in the, after the 1960, or I guess it was for the 1970 season. So the playoff bowl was only 1960 to 1969. Uh, and even though it was considered official back then, uh, now the NFL just considers it an exhibition in the playoff book or the record books, which is why the Eagles have uh, from 1960 to I think it was 1978 was when they first made the playoffs with Dick Vermeil which is why they have that gap. Uh, technically, they made a playoff game in 1966 because they finished second in the division that year. However, the NFL does not recognize that anymore. Could not imagine the uh, AFC and NFC Championship game losers playing against each other for a third-place game today. It just seems odd to me. Uh, and it, I feel like today, in today's culture and landscape it would be treated almost like a college bowl game where players i'm sure would be opting out but it was an, it's an intriguing and interesting sort of thing that they did back then uh, i guess uh, again it was exhibition um, that basically raised money for their pension fund so i think that's why the players took it serious uh, they played it at the orange bowl and they had the average about 25 26 000 fans for it so people were into it uh, when I was reading the, one of the articles that, that a lot of players or a lot of fans from Philly took the train down or took car caravans. So, I mean, they got kind of into it, uh, but it was one of the it's a piece of NFL history that we'll never see again. But it's pretty cool to think about on this day, 1962, the Eagles got blown out 38 to 10 by the Detroit Lions in the playoff bowl. Uh, finishing third place in the 1962 season, or fourth place, I should say, and then ultimately just weren't relevant again until Dick Vermeil came. But you know who's always relevant? Phillygoat.com. Uh, they just got an email yesterday with all of their uh, best-selling T-shirts and lots of Eagles stuff still. They have the Eagles. Uh, they have the Fly. I told you about the – I've shown you the Mega John – they have a bunch of Tyrese Maxi shirts that, and I'm sure as the football season winds down and we really get into the Sixers playoff push, there's going to be more Sixers stuff. So go give them a check. Uh, go go give them a look. See what they have. Even if you're not a huge Philly sports fan, but you love the city of Philadelphia, they have plenty of stuff for you there. So go check out Philly Goat while you're shopping. Check out. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. That's phillygoat.com, promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. As I always like to say, help them out, help me out, but more importantly, 
help yourself out. And all of this stuff, again, helps grow this podcast, which is one of my big goals for 2024. And buying shirts from Philly Goat goes a long way in doing that. Finally today, our Philly free agent who had a fresh start in Philly. I'm going to go with right tackle John Runyon. John Runyon signed a six-year, $30 million contract in the year 2000 after four years with the Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans franchise, and excelled with the Eagles very quickly and became part of one of the best lines in the NFL and established himself as one of the best right tackles in the league. Uh, He was a staple on that offensive line for nine years, bookending him and Trey Thomas. Um, He made the Pro Bowl with the Eagles, his only one of his career in 2002. He is in the Eagles Hall of Fame. He's on their 75th anniversary team. At one point in his career, he played 190 straight regular season games, uh, started 190 regular season games, uh, and that's not including the 18 postseason games in between. He was known as one of the dirtiest players in the game. A fact and something that he relished. Uh, He never really denied anything and just said that that was the way the game was supposed to be played, uh, which obviously having an attitude like that in Philadelphia made him a fan favorite. Uh, One of the favorites to do it. One of my favorites to do it. I, I still, everybody, like, Back in those teams, everybody knows Brian Dawkins when he came out and he would do the the rolls and the worm and just flips and somersaults and everything. But John Runyon also had his own very unique way when his name was introduced and he just sprinted and he always had the big pads on his hands and they were up and down like this if you're watching on YouTube. And it was always one, again, everybody was looking to see how B. Doc was coming in, but you knew how John Runyon was coming in. All business, full force, arms failing. It was great. Um, he had that great rivalry with Michael Strahan um, throughout the years with the Giants. Uh, but John Runyon is our Philly free agent who had a fresh start when he came to Philly. Very solid when he was in Tennessee, but Andy Reid and uh, Joe Banner saw something in him, signed him to that big six-year contract, uh, and he became one of the best to ever do it for the Philadelphia Eagles. So shout-out to you, John Runyon, who then became a senator uh, for New Jersey. So you can't beat that. Like, very odd. Go from Well, I shouldn't say odd. You see a lot of like baseball players go from their playing career into politics, but you don't see too many from the NFL. Uh, so shout out to John Runyon, wearing my Michigan hat in honor of him. Go Blue. On this day back in 1962, the Eagles lost 38-10 to to the Lions in the playoff bowl, which was the third place game. Something that just doesn't exist anymore, but it is an intriguing and interesting thing as a way... Uh, as a fundraiser, uh, again, not something I see happening or that could ever happen today, but still a cool little fun fact from the, the 1960s that the NFL did. Be sure to let me know what your thoughts are. Should the Eagles rest the starters tomorrow? 267-495-8531. Get you in. 267-495-8531. Send me a text message. Leave a voicemail. And as my buddy did, who uh, called me out for Tyrod Taylor. If you still got to get some of your your festivus rants in, even though we're a couple weeks out, whatever you got, let me know what's on your mind. 267-495-8531. Sixers and Flyers both in action tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. 
depending on where you are, be safe if it's going to snow your way. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Let's get those listeners or those subscriptions up over 100. I know you're watching. I see the analytics. Just hit the. It's just very easy. Just hit the subscribe button. That's all you got to do. Uh, but I know that we have at least 100 people watching. <clears throat> excuse me. Based on the analytics I'm seeing. So just while you're there, subscribe. That's all I'm asking. And if you're not one of the YouTube watchers and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go to YouTube, Jimbo underscore Mont, and go ahead and subscribe. Let's build this thing. I have some partners and things lined up, meetings and big events and things like that. So let's just make this the year of this day in Philly sports history. But again, be safe out there if you're going to be traveling in the snow. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Saturday, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.